Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hi. Hi, Jenna. How are you? So great. Yeah? Yeah. You're in the same outfit. Yeah. I only wear this outfit on podcast recording days. Me too. (laughs) This is our podcast uniform. Yeah. Keeping it simple. There you go. It's like Clark Kent. Oh. It's that. I think you mean it's like Superman. I think Clark Kent changed his clothes. Superman always just wears the one thing. Yeah. But I know what you're talking about. Super simple season. We're really going for it. We're (laughs) digging in on this. Super sweaty, simple season. (laughs) We are going with all S's, so sweaty does fit the bill. Yeah. Even though- Mm, I haven't noticed that. So Praise no, God. I don't I don't think we need that. Beth, how are you feeling post our second Phoenix retreat? Yeah. It was our first time unprecedented. Totally. First time doing two Phoenix retreats in one year. We live in unprecedented times, Jenna. <laughs> so our retreats had to be unprecedented yeah. as well. Yeah, we discerned after the first fly retreat in 2021 that the Lord wanted to do it again, <clears throat> which was hard on my pride, actually. Because of that song. What? Do it again? Ugh, I can't believe you brought that up. That's like just sticking the knife in deeper. Yeah. That's not a very good song. Thank you. Yeah. Anyway, no, because we always tell people, we had been telling people this is the only retreat and we were going to do revivals, oh. but I just have this big thing about like integrity and like totally. being true to your word. And then the Lord like changed that up. It's not like we were pushing that secretly, like this is your only retreat and then we're going to do another one, but we didn't tell you about it. It wasn't like that. It was the Holy Spirit. I just don't think it's a big deal. I know you don't, but it was hard for me. I don't get it. We don't have to talk about it. Like the gal who came from New Hampshire, yeah. she is okay that she came to this only one retreat. That's true. She's fine. So anyway, we did a second retreat. <laughs> we did one in the spring and then one in the fall, which was a surprise. So I feel sort of poured out yeah, and stretched. I remember saying to you. In a good way or like the stretch machine like in The Incredibles? Wow, good reference. It's like Isn't painful. that a good thing though? Because she no. she's a la- she's Elastigirl? girl, Elastigirl. girl, and that was they were just testing her suit, right? I don't remember. I just recently watched it actually. <laughs> That's why. <laughs> why did you watch that movie? Because I was sick in bed, and I was like, I'll try Disney Plus for a month. I thought you watched all the Cars episodes. I watched movies. a lot of <laughs> Disney. You know, I only like wholesome stuff, so. At one point, People I would just, argue that Disney is not wholesome. I agree now, too. You know, <laughs> when I was looking for something to watch, it was kind of mindless. And I love The Incredibles. So I think it's a good choice. I liked it, too. Yeah. I don't know that I'd say love. Anyway, coming back to being stretched on the retreat, I had said to you after the retreat, when we like discerned, I think we're supposed to, I think we want to do this again. The Lord wants us to do it again in the fall. And I just felt very deeply that we were going to be invited to live the theme Mm. of trust and surrender, which was kind of the undercurrent of this fly theme. It's, It's what it meant to us. 
And I felt like, huh, I think it's going to be different in the fall. And I think it's going to be different because he's going to ask us to really live it. And we, we did have to do that. We did. A lot. I would say most of 2021 for you and me, your family, couldn't really be summed up in trust and surrender. Yeah. How are you feeling about the retreat? I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I love retreats. They make me so happy. Is there something like from the weekend itself or from the, maybe that's, I would like the answer to both of those questions, if you would, please. I would love to know what moment on retreat, Mm -hmm. like what experience of the retreat it was most meaningful to you. Okay. But then I would like to know what has been the most prominent experience of the theme for you or like Mm. what does the theme mean to you? Mm-hmm. Those questions weren't very clear, but do you know kind of what I'm getting at? I do. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> so my very favorite moment on the October fly retreat yes, was Father Parks' homily. So good. Tell the people about it. I wish I'd recorded it. It was unreal. Yeah. Well, we should have virtual retreat ju- just, just his the homily. homily. <laughs> totally. <laughs> totally. I still think about it all the time. Really? Yeah. Are you talking specifically about the image he began with? Yeah. It was so good. And then how he brought it up again at the end? Yeah. Unbelievable. Right. Tell him. You. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's so funny. I don't know if you know that. He's so funny. I've listened to him on the podcast. He's. um, I don't know if you can really encapsulate him in a podcast, though. Has he ever been funny on here? He's not not usually funny with us, I guess. (laughs) Um, But he just has such a charism for preaching. Preaching is what made him want to be a priest. It's what like drew him to the priesthood. He has such a gift for communicating the gospel through these really unique and engaging ways. Like he has the perfect illustration for things and somehow just masterfully weaves it all together. And that's what he did for us on the retreat. He began with this like image of riding a roller coaster and he was talking about the different kinds of people riding the roller coaster. He's basically doing stand up, like explaining yeah. the people who are hanging onto the bar, terrified. And you know, he's even acting out like clink, 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 clink <laughs> as you're like going up the incline. And then you come to the top, you like crest over this high point and you can't even see the track below. And what does that person do? Well, they're like clamping down for dear life, That's right? Me. Yeah. Yeah. Is it's it really? Terrifying. I don't think I knew that about you. Well, I hate roller coasters, so. This is new information to me. Yeah, no. Wow. I mean, put me on a motorcycle, hands up all day. So interesting. Roller coasters, I'm just going to throw up is everywhere. Is it the height thing then? No, it's the motion sickness. But not on a motorcycle. No, it's just going. What if you sat in the front of the roller coaster? No. That wouldn't help? It's a lot of up and down in my brain. Can't, can't keep up. Level up. Yeah. Okay. Motorcycles, you're just going straight. Mm-hmm. I too get motion sickness on a roller coaster. Okay. So but why are you so confused I, by I my for, motion sickness? I just sickness. forget about it until I'm on the roller coaster. No. I like think it's so I fun. No, the whole time. And then I feel sick the whole time. You know, the or first afterward. ride ruins your whole day. I know. Yeah. Just can't learn that lesson. Anyway, back to Father Parks. He talks about you. And how you approach a roller coaster. 
And then was there a second person? Yeah. What were they doing? I don't remember. Me either. Who cares about that middle person? <laughs> the third kind of person, though, loves a roller coaster. Yeah. And they're excited. They're the anticipation's building. Clink, 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 clink. They're making their way to the top. They get to, you know, the top of the roller coaster, the highest point. They can't see the track and they throw their hands up in the air. And they just like scream and shout. There's like this weightlessness, this freedom, but it's joyful. It's exhilarating, right? So anyway, then he starts talking about the gospel. I don't know. He did that again yeah. really beautifully. Yeah. But how he brought it all back around. I mean, you could see where he was going. Like he was laying the foundation for for this posture in regards to trust and surrender. Mm. But he basically, it just blew me away. He ended by talking about these saints that we're so impressed by and we want to emulate. And he said, ultimately, that the saints are the third kind of people on a roller coaster, that when we can't see the track, when they don't know what God is doing, when they're totally out of control in their life, they don't clamp down and try to figure it out and get it under control. Instead, they throw their hands in the air and they let the Lord do his thing. And they enjoy the surrender. They enjoy the, I don't want to say like lack of responsibility. Mm. They enjoy that they don't have to be responsible for what happens next. Yeah. Because of their trust, there's joy and, and freedom in that surrender. Just throwing my hands in the air. Yeah. It's just so exciting. A life with the Lord is so exciting. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like to live there. Mm. It's been a year of understanding that I actually knew nothing yesterday. Wow, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't know what it was to live a life surrendered Mm -hmm. until you can't do anything Mm -hmm. and you're just in deep suffering and Mm -hmm. you have no control, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. There's like real surrender there Mm -hmm. that I never even knew existed. I think it's actually a huge grace to be in such deep suffering and to be truly helpless, yeah. powerless. Because th- in that, you can't rely on like the illusion of trying to find control when it's yeah. like that deep and overwhelming and touches so many aspects of your life or areas or people in your life. That illusion is shattered. We all go through difficulties, but there is some semblance of control. We can usually find a way. But I think when when it's like a tidal wave like that, there's a grace in like just realizing the only thing for me to do is to put my hands up. Yeah. You know who that second person is? Me. What <laughs> is it? The second person. You remember? I think. Correct us in the comments, Father. I'm sure he's watching. The second person I think is like somewhere in between. Like they want to give over and it's like kind of exciting, but it's also super scary. Yeah. But they have just haven't totally let go. I think it was like one hand in the air and eventually they came up with two. Was that it? I don't know. Anyway, he'll let us know. Just keep an eye on the comments. What did surrender mean to you before 2021? Hmm, that's a great question. Well, I think I had spent some time. I remember a, a poignant conversation with a friend many years ago. And it was actually like a teen or a young adult who asked her in a ministry context, Like, what's the difference between surrender and just giving up? Mm. Like, surrender and resignation. And so I think before fly, before 
the year that we lived of 2021. I think I was more kind of just trying to understand what was me just giving up and like how do I give something over with a lot of trust but not constantly be checking up on it. Okay. So it probably, my understanding of it and my like gravitation toward it in prayer wasn't, just wasn't in front of me. I loved Fly. I loved the song. I loved the imagery. I loved the verse. I wouldn't say from the beginning it was a theme that I like felt very deeply. Everybody wants trust in the spiritual life. Like it's a high value virtue, like surrender and trust in the Lord, but it doesn't seem like anybody really knows how to do it. Yeah. <laughs> but and yet it's the answer to everything. People talk about it kind of casually, like, oh, trust. But like, okay, how? Yeah. Um, so I think I was sort of trying to figure it out as we went. And we did begin to figure it out as we went. Yeah. When you because fly was was yours. It was like mm-hmm. on your mind, on your heart. Freedom is such a high value for you. Yeah. Is that how Fly started for you or what it meant to you in the beginning? Yeah. You know, you guys know me well enough where I don't, I'm not able to articulate things very well, but I feel so deeply Yeah, just that I want women to understand the weightlessness and the soaringness of living a life surrendered. Like it's that it's not on us and yet like there's so much power there. Mm. the Lord has so much power in our weakness. Yeah. And I think that's it. So much for me is like this giving up for lack of a better word. Mm. I feel like English needs a different word. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong. I mean, it's sort of cliche, but like when, you know, one side in a battle surrenders, they literally put their hands up. They're giving up the fight. So I think there is something to that. Yeah. I just don't think that's the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're not being defeated by an enemy. We're willfully, yeah. willingly surrendering mm-hmm. and like giving up to ultimately the one who's on our side. Yeah. I was just thinking about Jesus when you said that, just his surrender of his life. Mm. There's a reality that God has so much more to do with our lives if we simply like put up our hands and say, I'll stop trying to control all of it, any of it. It's the ultimate pattern for our lives is the cross, is the Paschal mystery. It's hard for me not to just like want to go and be quiet and pray with what you just said about Jesus surrendering his life because that's everything. Like if you want to defeat every enemy, death itself, the solution, the answer is surrender and Jesus went first. He did it first on the cross. He had every right. He could answer back. I told you I've just been obsessed with the cross, studying the cross, and that no matter what situation comes up, everything to me comes back to the cross. Yeah. Who he is and how he responded and just even his physical posture in all of those situations are, are the loudest sermon for me. Yeah. Beth, I think you should tell the people the song inspiration for Fly. Happy to. Who is the original finder of it? I think it was you. Okay. Just needed the credit. 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. I really couldn't remember. <laughs> so there is um, this Protestant church upper room in Dallas, and we love to worship with them. You might remember last season, we chatted with Michael Miller, who's the pastor of Upper Room Church, and uh, they pray every day of the week, day, weekdays, and on Sundays. Monday through Thursday. Monday through Thursday, they do a prayer room. Uh, but I don't even know, that might have been a Sunday service, alas. They uh, put up their worship on YouTube, so it's so beautiful to like pray with them, and they have albums ultimately of their, their songs and their worship sets, but these beautiful moments of like spontaneous prayer. It was kind of a, a normal day, a normal service where they were singing some famous worship song. It's very beautiful. And uh, one of the worship leaders, Joel, whom we love, <laughs> just began to really just sing his testimony. Yeah. And he was really singing using this image of, of a bird. He, he's like telling the Lord, I was in a cage inside of me, but you stepped into my life, Lord. He says it like 10 times. I could start crying right now. You stepped into my life, Lord. Now I can fly. So I guess that's like three lines. It's just like this moment in a song. I'm like so moved by it even yeah. right now. Just the beauty of his willingness, like how he's able to articulate that experience of feeling caged, feeling imprisoned, even within himself. And that like with the Lord, there's freedom and he can soar. And so that I that was the beginning. I mean, I remember we like texted that to each other like, what? Totally. It was so moving. And it wasn't even for the retreat. It was just like in our own prayer and conversation. And I think it was a few months later you said, what about fly? Yeah. I was like, well, it's kind of rant. You know what I mean? It's a bit abstract. And so that's, I think, where I was kind of like, how do I capture content-wise that experience of now I can fly, which is what the tote bag says. Now you know. That's, it's from that clip of that song. I can't wait to put the clip in the show notes. Oh, man, me too. I can't wait to listen to it again. I think all of us have an experience of that, no matter if it's feeling caged in by sin yeah, or attachments or the weight of everything we hold in life, but that we all feel caged in some way by something. And that when the Lord steps into it, he unlocks that cage and lets us free. Well, and we've had moments like that, right, with the Lord, in the Lord, in prayer, in worship, after confession, mm, that interior yes. experience of freedom. Mm -hmm. Even if you didn't have, like, the, the word for it, there's, like, something more expansive within or a lightness. And I think just the visual expression of that would be a bird in flight, you know? Yeah. And so Matthew 6 was so obviously the scripture that I thought we should come around, you know, look at the birds, Matthew 6, 26. I was listening to a talk actually on this scripture. I want to say it's Isaiah about like they will mount up on wings like eagles. And she was talking about the intelligence of birds. And I didn't know this. I should have probably studied birds if our theme was fly. Didn't do it. We didn't. Um, <laughs> but Basically, she was saying that eagles, in particular, can see a storm miles in the distance as it's coming. Okay. And so they get up higher, and what they, they're able to do is catch the current of the wind 
like coming off of and in front of the storm and they're able to actually go up over it. Mm. They're able to use the ferocity of the winds in order to, I don't know, either avoid the storm or like navigate through the storm to their advantage to keep them safe. Wow. Yeah. That's not what I was thinking of. What were you thinking? That's amazing. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I'm curious what. I remember at one of our Bless her, she nights. The sweet gal came up to us and told us that she had been studying birds or teaching birds to her students, yeah. something like that. Anyway, she said that when you see birds like flapping, you know, they're working to get into like a wind current. Mm-hmm. And once they get into it, they can just soar. Yeah. Like they don't have to work anymore. They're just in this wind current and the wind current takes them. Yeah. Anyway, I loved that because I think it reminds me of actually the content for next year. Yeah. In terms of sometimes we like work into prayer or work into, I don't know, we're just working in life. Yeah. Sometimes we just catch a current and we get to surrender and just like let the Lord take us there. Well, I think that's like the deeper spiritual wisdom of looking at the birds. Yeah. It's like a couple of flaps and then they're just spreading out their arms. Right. Like on that roller coaster, yes. they're just spreading out their arms. And it's ultimately, it's the wind that's carrying the bird. So even flying doesn't take effort. Yeah, That's it. To yeah. fly is not, it's not up to us to fly. We're literally just catching what the Lord is doing. And with our arms out, we're trusting him to uphold us and to carry us. A lot of this didn't make it into the retreat. <laughs> you guys are getting the... The good stuff. I mean, I feel like everything on the podcast is the good stuff because we just have more time and it's more intimate. You yeah. Know? It's just cool that the Lord is always teaching us something. Amen. The way we sort of framed the, the whole retreat was really around our relationship with God the Father. And that really that's where we find freedom is in becoming like children, really stepping into and um, experiencing and yeah, just more deeply believing and living our identity as beloved daughters. And that when we understand that we are cared for by a competent, capable, loving, ever-present father. So in the context of that relationship, that's where freedom comes. So that was that was kind of the journey that we walked on retreat. And, and what I keep personally coming back to It's where, for me, I have found my deepest surrender Mm. is as a child, being a child with the Lord. It's so funny. As you were sharing descriptive words about God the Father, the word that, like, stood out to me that I wanted you to say was strong. Mm. I just think it's so funny that we each probably have this idea of, of God the Father that we most feel drawn to. It's what we need. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so grateful and can settle in because of the strength of the father. Like he can defeat anything. He's so powerful. Wow. He's so like strong and mighty. Yeah. What's that song? My God is so big, so, so strong, strong and, and so, so mighty. mighty. There's nothing my God cannot do. <laughs> it's like real. It's so uppity. Every time, every time I hear it in worship, I'm like, oh, here yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah. Here, I feel it very deeply. Yeah. Even though it's kind of. Anyway. Anyway, is there a word like that for you about God the Father? Oh, 
You know, there's an image for me. Yeah. I didn't intend to share this, but I like feel it so deeply. I don't know that I can get around it. There's this image that I have of the father squatting down, like right in front of me. Like I know from that height, I'm a child, you know? Yeah. And it's usually when I feel very young or like tender, maybe kind of vulnerable. And I remember the first time I saw him like that squatting down. But the thing is, it's outside and there's so much light, like beautiful, golden, almost blinding light mm. coming from from the sun, from all around. Like I can barely see his face. It's like kind of sun dappled. It's hard to describe, but the warmth of that image and like being with him there, I'm like, I'm drawn again and again to that expansive feeling, to the warmth, to him like coming down to me. I know that he's smiling, but it's not even like I can see his whole smile, you know? That feeling <laughs> is probably safety, security, yeah. you know? Yeah, that might be it for me. Could you imagine being this Beth, little Beth, mm -hmm. from your image, on a roller coaster with the Lord? Like God the Father, like next to you? Oh, yeah. I'm like having a great time. If it's up to me to throw my hands up, yeah. no. Yeah. I've never considered it. Maybe he's your cart cart partner. <laughs> what are those called? Cart buddy. I don't know what that's called. I'm calling it a cart partner. It's kind of a mouthful, Jenna. Cart partner. <laughs> you know? It's like kind of clunky in your mouth. Seat buddy? Seat buddy. Coaster buddy? Coaster? Oh, like roller. Right. Buddy, right? I, there is a name for it. I Ride think. chair. Plus I think Uber. if we were like at Disneyland, we would just naturally say it. We would be like, oh, will you be my, will you be my buddy? Will you ride with me? Anyway, I wonder if that might help if anyone is struggling with like, I can't put my hands up. It's too dangerous. Or who knows what would happen mm -hmm. if you pictured the Lord as your car partner. <laughs> it was for me, Jenna. I feel more able yeah, to like put my hands in there. It's air. not just a bar keeping you safe. It's the Lord, you know? Yeah. I think what I was so excited about every year with every retreat yeah. is to think of these 300 women walking out of there free or these 300 women walking out of there restored or these 300 women walking out of there shining. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think it'll be? How will you finish that sentence about for next 2022? Year? I don't know. I have it. Ooh. For you. What is it? Like, this is such a deep and real experience for you in prayer. So the theme is rise. And really for the next year, we're just going to be kind of praying with the Lord is really insistent, I think, on this image of water and, and bringing water up through the scriptures, specifically Ezekiel 47 about the water flowing from the temple, which is a prefigurement of Christ, which is so cool. So as the water's flowing out from the temple and giving life, that river of water is giving life, that prefigures the wound in the side of Christ, like pouring out blood and water and giving us life. How insane is that? Anyway, so that experience of the water rising ankle deep, knee deep, up to your waist so that you have to wade across, and then eventually that water has built up so much, has risen so so much, you can only swim across. You can't even swim across it. Uh, so the theme is rise. And so I wonder, 
if just the experience that we hope for and maybe we should pray for is just that women would like float out of there, that they're like picked up even off the ground and can just yeah float, like <laughs> go wherever. Totally. The scripture is Ezekiel's 47, 9, everything will live where the river goes. Mm-hmm. So just to like let the river go and carry them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I could think of was filled up. I love that too. I just wrote that for the planner. You fill me up. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much beautiful imagery with water. So I'm so excited. And we'll be praying for you for the content too. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to like tell you everything now. Cause again, like it's just such a privilege for me to like pray with it and live it, talk about it, you know? Yeah. Before we ever invite you all into it. Mm-hmm. What was so funny is um, last episode when we talked about simplicity and prayer and like staying with an image, I'm still like very much just there. Yeah. Still floating. Totally. It's been like, I think at least maybe a year or totally. two because it's around the same time that I read that source of, of holiness phrasing. Mm. And it's the most safe place. It's the most peaceful place. It's beyond words, the feeling I have in prayer when I'm just floating and the Lord's just at my head with me. So that's exciting to me to think that other women would experience that. I think what's so cool about water is that we all know water. Yeah. We all have history and memories and so true. Everybody can access it. I was, I remember I was walking along the shore of, of Lake Michigan And it was like suddenly I had this realization that Jesus doesn't talk about like the living water and he doesn't show us that image of water flowing from the temple. It's not because it's a good analogy. It's not because water just communicates something about God, like almost anecdotally, you know? Yeah. God actually created water to communicate something about himself. So for me to like have that flip like blew my mind. It's so within us. I mean, we're made up of water. Mm. We know the feeling of like being submerged in water. We take a shower every day. We would die without water, without drinking water. So many beautiful, fun memories like at the beach or swimming or rafting on a river. They all are because of water. And so I know it will be accessible to every single woman they will understand unspoken mm-hmm. spiritual things of God because they get water. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. And I think it's just so unique to each person. Mm-hmm. Like each person has their own memories and images and experiences with water. To find the Lord there in your own stories. Mm-hmm such like an expansive um, experience, like you said, Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. can can bring so much depth to your life, you know? Do you know one of my favorite ones recently is in Revelation, it says um, that his voice is like many waters. Mm. And so to just think about that roar of like a river or a waterfall, it's almost like deafening, but it's it's musical at the same time and it's Mm. peaceful at the same time that it's so powerful. Like, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yes, his voice is like many waters because I feel all of those things when he speaks. Yeah. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. Yeah. 
Um, okay, sorry to talk about last episode again, but you talked about the desert. Yeah. And how sometimes God puts you in the desert. Yeah. The girls and I were just learning about ancient Egypt today. And Egypt is made up of 90% desert. Oh, wow. Isn't that insane? Yeah. But like a massive civilization was started and maintained there for wow. thousands of years. Yeah. All because of one river. Wow. Isn't that crazy? 90% desert and just one massive river, the Nile River, sustained all of that life. So like even when we're in the desert, even when we yeah. feel completely hopeless, helpless, there's a river. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. He gave him a river. He's going to give you a river. And all the life comes from that. Yeah. Do you remember... In 2019, when we were praying about the Restore Retreat, okay, and we knew the scripture was going to be Isaiah 43, 19. Yeah. Um, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. And I, I remember, I know exactly where I was. I called you from like Kansas and I was like, I think we should call it rivers. Like I wanted it to be about the water. Yeah. And ultimately it was just like too random, like rivers, a blessed issue retreat. It yeah. didn't work, you yeah. know? And, and that's because we weren't there yet. I mean, we really had to be in the desert first and have that promise of restoration, especially coming into 2020. It was like truly a grace from God, that prophetic scripture and image that he will give rivers in the desert. But crazy to think he hasn't given us the go ahead to like dip in the water mm. and to be refreshed. It's been three years in the making. Yeah. So cool. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. How do you think surrender goes into this idea of, yeah. of rise? It's so funny you asked me that because I was about to say it seems to me like like rise is the natural consequence of like trust and surrender. If you're even thinking about Ezekiel 47 and how the river rises, the water rises to a point that you can't even get across it, it's like the roller coaster. It's just in a different context. Mm -hmm. If you're hanging on to like a root branch and, and you're so afraid to get swept away by the river. Mm. But if you just like let go and float on it and like ride the rapids, I just think it's like the natural next experience of like riding the, riding the wave. Yeah. I'm so excited. Me too. Can I just say for as much as the Lord taught us about trust and surrender Every day I realize I don't know. I still don't know how to trust. Like, oh, here's another opportunity to surrender. Yeah. Didn't know I was clinging to that thing too. Yeah. So I think we'll be living it a long time. To your point, I think it'll be a, it'll be a big part of the experience of the next year that we're kind of praying into this image and water. It's ultimately all the Lord is always just beckoning us. Like, will you let me carry you? Yeah. Let's pray. Let's name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Father, we come to you so grateful. We're so grateful for your love, God, for your presence, for your inspiring Holy Spirit. Lord, some of us come to you afraid or unsure. And I ask that you would scoop that little girl up, hold her tightly in your arms, God, and tell her she doesn't have to be afraid, that you are strong and mighty and safe. Thank you, Lord, for the gift of our lives, for all you're doing and all you will do and all you have done. We surrender to you again right now. We place our trust in you. 
Thank you for loving us as if we were the only one. We say all this through your Son, Jesus, most holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We would love to invite you to come and experience Rise with us February 18th and 19th right here in Phoenix, Arizona. It's the only one. It is the only one. <laughs> it's the only retreat of 2022. We will have some revivals, and um, so we hope no matter where we land, which we'll make that announcement soon, very soon. We hope that you'll come and that you'll just drink in the grace of it with us. Jenna, which one will you be at? Which retreat? Yeah. Just this one. Just Phoenix. Just, so you guys, only you, better come. you better come to the one <laughs> retreat where Jenna will be. I'm going to be there with my baby. <laughs> See you guys there. See you soon. Bye Love bye. you. Bye.